First You Think is a not-for-profit ministry of the First Unitarian Church of Des Moines. Support us at ucdsm.org today. January 3rd, 2021. Resolutions, Intentions, and Silver Linings in the Year of COVID with Kent Newman. So here we are, January 2021. Wow. What a year we've been through. Not just a day, but a year that will live in infamy. Despite the challenges we've all faced in 2020 and continue to face, what perhaps unexpected opportunities might we have this new year? The theme for services this month is imagination. So I will touch on the continuing importance that imagination plays in our lives. But first I want to delve into the, into the tradition of making New Year's resolutions and compare it to the alternative of setting intentions for the year to come. Tis the season and people have been doing it around this time of year for thousands of years, paying their debts, making promises to their gods, reaffirming commitments, making resolutions. It's well known that more gym and fitness club memberships are sold this time of year than any other, but how many actually follow through to meet whatever goals they've set? For years, I did a big winter solstice celebration, starting at the Wallace House in 1995, during my tenure as the first executive director there. And when the number of people attending outgrew the space, I moved it to the Thoreau Center when my friend Harold Wells owned it. Many of you were there for those parties. We had a fire in the fireplace, I put together a band, we had a big party, and I led a ceremony at midnight to welcome the return of the light. At the end of the ceremony, a large Yule log was passed around the circle. As they touched it, I asked people to let go of things from the year they wished to leave behind and set intentions for the year to come. As we sang Deck the Halls, the Yule log was placed in the fire. Sometimes an extended drumming jam then ensued. Many, many people, especially those accustomed to the traditional Christian worldview, loved this meaningful ritual. I'm fortunate to know many practicing Wiccans who celebrate the traditional pagan holiday rituals and have helped me learn more about these ancient rites. One of these people is a woman who owns two adjoining lots within the city limits in a non-residential part of town where she has established a memorial garden for her departed husband, who is also my friend. This year I asked if I could do a winter solstice ceremony with a small group and she was delighted. So on December 21st, I met her at the garden to start the fire in an elevated vessel surrounded by flagstone and sand for safety. Two friends from church, my sister and another longtime friend who's part of the same coven as my friend who owns the garden also came. A total of five people spread out around the fire. We saw the alignment of Saturn and Venus, shared some food and drink, and then did the ceremony. Towards the end, I asked everyone to let go of things from the past year and set intentions for the year to come. Here at First Unitarian, we had the Sacred Bridges chapter of the Covenant of Unitarian Universalist Pagans. This chapter supports both pagan and UU paths and works to help one another grow as a community, linking pagans together and giving others the chance to grow earth-based spirituality. So what are the differences between resolutions and intentions? 
In my brief research, I quickly found a blog called The Corner Crone by Martha Kirby Capo. She includes some of the following passage in her blog dated January 3rd, 2020, one year ago today. Maria Fermoil, Director of Physical Therapy at Alliance Health in Fresno, California writes, the definition of resolution is one, a firm decision to do or not to do something, and two, the action of solving a problem, dispute, or contentious matter. If the purpose of making resolutions is to make a firm decision and actively address an issue or problem, how do we feel if we don't accomplish these expectations we've set for ourselves? Do resolutions create more stress and self-criticism, guilt or shame, if we don't follow through and meet them? On the other hand, the definition of intentions is one, a thing intended, an aim or plan, and two, the action or fact of intending. Some may think an intention is not strong enough to create change. It seems to me that intentions allow us to be more creative, aware, and mindful of what we would like to change. Resolutions seem to ask us to be perfect, something we can never achieve. Resolutions seem only to focus on the outcome, not the journey. Intentions are more inviting. Intentions ask us to look deep inside ourselves to become more of an imperfect human being. Intentions allow us less human doing and human thinking. Intentions are more freeing, asking nothing more in return than that you practice. Intentions do not hold you to a specific outcome, just head in the direction of ambitions. Some may think that intentions are not the same as goal setting. To the contrary, goals are synonymous with intentions. Set goals and work for them. Just don't beat yourself up if your accomplishments are less than your desired goal. Take comfort in the journey and embrace your progress. I particularly resonate with the idea that resolutions seem to focus only on the outcome, not the journey. And I'm drawn to the concept that intentions do not hold you to a specific outcome. They just head you in the direction of ambitions. So what ambitions and intentions might we hold for the year to come? Despite the horrible death toll of the COVID pandemic and the impacts on the economy, there have been some silver linings this year. The pandemic and the bungling mismanagement of a coordinated national response has exposed the weaknesses and risks in public health and our healthcare system that must be addressed. The pandemic also revealed the huge weaknesses in our food supply system, reinforcing the many benefits of more local and regional food systems in terms of health and nutrition, food safety, local economic impact, and stronger relationships between consumers and producers. The Iowa Food Co-op had their best year ever, and I've heard this from other individual producers who sell directly to consumers. The economic fallout has exposed how many people are perhaps just one paycheck away from not being able to meet their basic human needs, shelter, food, and medical care. As in the Slade Cleave song, one bad hand can devil a man or woman, chase him or her, carry him or her down. I gotta get out of here, just give me one good year. 
As a self-employed consultant and video producer, I have had no earned income since early in, the, in 2020. In addition to the one-time payment of $1,200 that most people received, I applied for and received a small paycheck protection loan for two and a half months of payroll for myself based on my monthly average gross income in 2019 and have been receiving pandemic unemployment assistance. I'm fortunate that I bought my house 30 years ago and paid it off over 10 years ago, but the additional $600 a week in pandemic assistance ran out at the end of July. And since then I've received $300 a week and that ended on Christmas. I'm very grateful for this critical economic support and that he who shall remain nameless signed the additional stimulus package to keep the federal government functioning and provide additional support to most Americans. And Congress still may increase the one-time individual payment to $2,000. I'm hoping so. Other silver linings. I think I've been in touch with more people than ever before in my life. My normal Friday after work ESB council gathering at the Royal Mile has continued via Zoom and a small subgroup continued meeting at various locations outside when the weather permitted. My Phillips Exeter Academy class had a Zoom call in April with over 50 people and another in November with over 70. There were six guys there from my dorm and I scheduled an additional Zoom session with five of us the following weekend. People liked it so much that we plan to continue monthly. Because the majority of Americans have been working from home or not working, there have been fewer miles traveled by car and airlines. Huge office buildings are mothballed with resulting reductions in energy used for heating and air conditioning. There have been reports that the level of greenhouse gas emissions has fallen by at least 15% this year. Granted, there are serious economic consequences, but the environment has benefited tremendously. As many others do, fortunately, including President Biden, climate change is the existential crisis and paramount issue of human society on this planet. I serve on the Des Moines Citizens Task Force on Sustainability, and we are urging the Des Moines City Council to adopt a climate action plan in the next year, as well as right now, a 100% clean electricity by 2030 resolution. The final reading of this resolution is at the January 11th City Council meeting. I also serve as chair of the Iowa chapter of the Climate Reality Project, facilitate our monthly Zoom calls and send out regular updates on climate data and climate action. Being forced to work from home, I think, will result in lasting changes how many businesses are conducted. People are more productive and the financial savings and environmental benefits have been huge, although there are trade-offs in the economy. This calls forth our seventh principle, respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. But by far the biggest silver lining in 2020 has been the awakening of awareness and consciousness of so many people especially white people, about systemic racism and injustice. The uprising of millions of people around the world in the, wake of, in, in the wake of repeated homicides of black people by police, especially the grisly killing of George Floyd by a Minneapolis officer kneeling on his neck in May. The reputed 
that the repeated abuse and mistreatment of young black men in pretextual stops by the Des Moines Police Department has been revealed. The city has paid out hundreds of thousands in liability after being sued by numerous victims. Our cherished church member, Harvey Harrison, has been working with a small group of black activists, advocates, and media design and production professionals to create a powerful website called Just Voices to tell some of these stories. I encourage you to check it out. The URL is justvoicesia.org. Many of us are now advocating for more equitable funding of not just the police department, but also shifting some funding to social services and mental health care. Instead of filing written citations or charges that lead to involvement in the civil and criminal justice system. I appreciate that many of our church members have been leaders of Amos in advocating for more complete funding of mental health services for children and adults, especially here in central Iowa. All of these events call forth the first and second principles of our faith tradition, the inherent worth and dignity of every person and justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. Other things I'm working on this year, I created and registered a new business in January 2020 to promote production of specialty grains for brewing and distilling, primarily malt barley, ideally using no-till production methods with improved soil and water quality, value-added processing via malting and roasting, packaging and marketing to Iowa's 100 breweries and 17 distilleries. I was able to engage Iowa State University Agronomy to conduct field trials on seven varieties of malt barley at the Northeast Research Farm last year. We need to see which varieties do best here in our hotter and wetter climate. I'm working to do research now to determine the scope of the Iowa market. We need alternatives to corn and soybeans that produce improved soil and water quality. I've also been part of a core leadership team for an initiative called Regen Iowa, focused on seven key pillars from the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. Regenerative agriculture that improves soil quality and conserves soil and produces healthy, nutritious food. Improved water quality, improved health and wellness, world-class education, reduced carbon and greenhouse gas emissions and more renewable energy, regenerative economics, and grassroots citizen participation in specific communities or counties and representative democracy. We have had a very positive response from state leaders and the community colleges will play a major role. We're working now to secure funding for at least three pilot communities to engage diverse stakeholders to implement a facilitated planning process called strategic coherent doing. We're hopeful that Des Moines and Polk County will be one of these pilot communities. Part of my role will be recruiting diverse stakeholders and documenting the process with video, as well as storytelling to show examples of people working in one or more of our seven pillars all over the state. I'm working to raise funding to produce three educational documentaries, and I'm striving to give back to the community and mentoring young diverse activists in sustainability, energy efficiency, environmental and climate issues. These are part of the intentions that I will continue practicing this year. 
What intentions will you bring into this year that connect to our faith traditions, as well as your personal passion and imagination? One bad hand can carry a man or a woman. A good one can turn him, her around. I gotta get out of here. Just give us one good year. Please, just give us one good year. I wanna wrap up with some inspiration about the importance of imagination throughout our whole lives. I have a poster print of an Albert Einstein photograph on the wall of my bedroom with his quotation. And I found a nice list of the top 10 quotations about imagination, courtesy of Success Magazine. All text and images copyright Success Partners 2015. Let's see if I can share the screen again here. There we go. So number 10, imagination is the golden pathway to everywhere. Number nine, you're only given a little spark of madness, you mustn't lose it, Robin Williams. Number eight, without leaps of imagination or dreaming, we lose the excitement of possibilities. Dreaming after all is a form of planning, Gloria Steinem. Number seven, imagination creates reality, Richard Wagner. Number six, Imagination is the beginning of creation. You imagine what you desire, you will what you imagine, and at last you create what you will. George Bernard Shaw. Number five, live out of your imagination, not your history. Stephen R. Covey. Number four, you can't depend on your eyes when your imagination is out of focus. Mark Twain. Number three, what is now proved was once only imagined, William Blake. Number two, the man who has no imagination has no wings, Muhammad Ali. And number one, imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited, but imagination encircles the world, Albert Einstein. Thank you all so much for listening and amen.